Welcome, my Dago Guinea Wop Greaseball Goomba friends, to another Godfather Minute. I'm Alex Robinson. And, uh, and I'm Andy Robinson. And we're two brothers just trying to make it in the world today. <laughs> hey, this is Godfather Minute. Uh, Godfather Minute. Godfather Minute. Here we are again. Uh, we're talking about Minute 30. Minute 30. Minute 30. We are half an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> so, so funny to put it that way, especially because yeah. this is the, really the first scene after the, it's the second scene of the movie. Yeah, that's true. The first, right? uh, the, the first wedding, takes the wedding the first. and the office and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But so uh, much has happened. So in, much in just, has happened. In just 30 minutes. Well, you, first of all, no, no, minuto you, numero. Are you ready for your talent lesson? No. <laughs> minuto let's, let's numero. Do, uh, let's numero. Do, and you go. <laughs> wow, we're really not on, aren't we? Or like, what do, you, what do you call that one? Where uh, maybe one of us should just talk. Maybe we should trade off. Okay. Well, you do the first um, thirty Word. minutes, and then I'll do the last um, five minutes of the show. Oh, you mean trade off word for word? Yeah. Let's try it. Okay. Welcome to the Godfather Minute, where we analyze the movie one minute at a time. In today's minute, we will see if <laughs> Johnny gets the part in his big picture. Period. Now, <laughs> this is going to take a lot longer. <laughs> Maybe we should start doing Godfather 30 seconds. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, it'd be funny if we only had a minute to do each minute and we had to do it that way. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? We could it's truly got one factoid per episode. <laughs> if we could even get to that. Yeah. So we're talking about minute 30. Mr. Waltz. Waltz. <laughs> no, I thought you oh, were going to give me my that. Sicilian lesson. <laughs> oh, are you ready for your Sicilian I'm lesson? Ready. Now I'm ready for my Well, Sicilian. then let's do it while you got the muscle. <laughs> e minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. Trenta. 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 30. You got it. Do I roll my R's in that? Uh, no, just, just once, like 30. Minuto numero 30. That's it. You yeah. roll a little more than you need to, but that's fine. That's that's some flair. What is it again? Trent. That's it. 30. 30? Yeah. Like Trenton, but without the N. Kind of, yeah. Trenton, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> right near Hollywood. <laughs> it's right next to Hollywood, New Jersey. So we're talking about minute 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts off with uh, Mr. Waltz continuing to rail about Johnny wow. not getting a part in that picture. Is that, would you consider that railing? I would consider it railing. Hmm. But in Hollywood, that's considered railing. Or what other words could you use to describe how he is delivering his message to, he's asserting, to Tom Hagen? You mean with like I mean, more he's, of, he's, more. Re- he's really verbally abusing him. Oh, abusing him! Oh, well, that's like, what I'm saying. What are the different levels of he does? Of he does throw around ethnic slurs like they're going out of style. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I guess I'd say it's. Uh, and he's loud. He's using I would say his it's body. A hate crime. Really, we have yeah. to get the feds involved. 
yeah, I think this oh, is <laughs> the attorney general is going to need to hear about this. Some of the senators in Washington. Do you think Waltz would have? Well, maybe this is premature, but would Waltz have said these things and behaved this way if it were 2018? Uh, no. And not 1946. No way. Are you kidding? No. Can't get away with that stuff. I don't know. Those Hollywood big shots, they tried to get away with a lot for a long they time. They do have a head for big deals. Yeah. Uh, so he's railing away on Tom. And so he says, do you tell Johnny? I, so <laughs> I want to explain to people what, that when I use the, that chain of uh, epithets for Italian people, I wasn't just making that up. That was dialogue from the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, to, to be honest, listener, dear listeners, Alex and I debated for probably about 20, 25 minutes before starting this one episode whether he should start with that or not. Yes. And I said he shouldn't because it's 2018, but he insisted. I gotta. Yeah. I told him, I said, don't insist. And he insisted. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, those are the words of, of Mr. Waltz. Yeah. So we're just quoting them. Mm-hmm. We have no, we have nothing but respect for the Italian people yeah. and the hardworking contributions they've made to this America we live in. It's true. I believe in America. Mm-hmm. Um. So he says, "Dago, Guinea, Wap, Grease, Ball, Goombas." No matter how many g- come out of the woodwork, and uh, you know, there's one part. This is different than the book. What do you mean? There's this, there's some dialogue here is different from the book. Wh- what do you mean? I'm just saying there in some ways there are things that are in the book that aren't in the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. In the book, he says uh, he mentions the mafia. He says, oh, I don't right. care how many Dago, Guinea, gr- Greaseball, Mafia mm. people come out of the woodwork. Yeah. And uh, the word Mafia is never spoken in the entire Godfather movie. Yeah. I and guess in Godfather 2 it is, I think. Oh, that's right. When, when he's having the hearings. During the, he, like, trials, the mafioso yeah. or the hey, black it. hand. Yeah, the, <laughs> oh, hey, are you saying you have no <laughs> We have no a sworn affidavit yeah. that you are in a Cosa Nostra. <laughs> <laughs> I also was in uh, international telegram and telephone. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, after being subjected to this, mm-hmm. Tom takes it very well. As, as we established last <laughs> week, he really has no, he has no horse, so to speak, in this race. No. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't matter to him whether, you know. Yeah, he, he, he goes into it knowing that it's a fool's errand, that, that Johnny will not get the part of the picture. But yet he knows that the Godfather will... Will, will succeed. Yeah, we'll so get yeah, he, ultimately. So it's sort of interesting, two great powers going against so each other. So this offer was not the offer he could not refuse. Good question. Is, this well, is there's opening. no other offer. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, later. Well, Tom doesn't really give, make another offer when he's at his house, as we'll see in a few minutes. So well, I think I, that is the offer. But I think that when the... I think the Second offer mm-hmm. is much more of like a, like a, a, I don't know. It seems like a different offer. Basically saying like, if you don't put him in the part, we're going to murder you. Oh, so you consider that another offer? Because his first offer is, hey, if you put Johnny in the picture, you won't get any union troubles and yeah. your star won't go from uh, marijuana to heroin. Yeah, got it. The, the second offer is like, okay. Yes. Yeah. 
Like, got so, it, got it. Um, so, but what do you think? To, how would have Tom reacted if Walt's like, oh, you know what? You're right. Okay, I'll go. I'll do it. I don't want any union trouble. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom would have been like, oh, great. Now I do. No, he would have been like, oh, I, I'm not actually prepared for that response. I don't know the right papers. <laughs> he would have still done the same thing. Like, I have to go back and tell him the bad news. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. like to wait. <laughs> no, you tell him. I'm a band leader. And all, he can have whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> and just so you think it's not about love it's about dollars and cents <laughs> Mr. Waltz you can't send me back this soon I still have to see the other production lots <laughs> so um, you're gonna make me look weak Mr. Waltz <laughs> so, so he makes Tom look weak by giving <laughs> it's weak weak <laughs> so um <laughs> and one of my favorite exchanges you know, so he says you mop goomba whatever and then he's like oh I'm uh they say I'm I'm German Irish. Yeah. And then he immediately says, Well listen, my Kraut friend. <laughs> I like that he instantly like doesn't even have to think he can pull racial epithets of all nationalities and, and creeds and colors. This it's, Mr. Uh, Waltz is so quick. I mean, even yeah. the first delivery, I think that's very totally, fast. Yeah, and yeah. immediately, boom, that comeback. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a Hollywood big shot that's, for a reason. That's why he <laughs> makes quality pictures. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then so he says, my Kraut McFriend. Mm-hmm. And for the sake of full disclosure, I should point out that we are both, well, I don't know about you, I don't want to speak for you, mm-hmm. but I'm uh, half Polish, one quarter Colombian, mm-hmm. and then one quarter Kraut Mc various, you know, mm-hmm. Western European, mm-hmm. uh, so, so just so people know what we're, we're I guess we'll be Polak- what would be the term well, for oh, Colombia? So are you asking what would Walt? What would, what, how would Walt refer to out? us? Yeah, listen, you, my. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know what the term for Colombians is. It's like drug dealer. Yeah, it's probably the listen, my cocaine snorting Polak friend. <laughs> yeah. Listen, my Colombian necktie wearing. <laughs> And then we would have said, Mr. Waltz, we're, we're a quarter Western European. Oh, is that right? My Mick Crowdego, <laughs> Spaniard, <laughs> Spaniard, French frog. bread, carrion. <laughs> <laughs> and again, we are just saying these in the context of the movie. We have, we have nothing but respect yeah, for both the French, the Spanish, the Italian. See all of the, the ethnicities we just mentioned. Yes, exactly. We should we. Uh, Tom Hagen should have thrown him a curveball and said, uh, Mr. Waltz, I'm a Latvian. Oh, he would have been like, well, I'll tell you what, my sheep screwing. <laughs> <laughs> That's his superpower. He knows the yeah. epithet. For, uh, uh, I, was, I had a roommate in college who was from uh, the Netherlands. Okay. Franz. Uh-huh. You remember him? I remember Franz. And uh, one of the things I found fascinating was getting an insight into what the – like uh, here in America, there was a fad of telling Polish jokes mm-hmm. in which Polish people were depicted as being extremely stupid. Yeah. They didn't know how to cook ice. Yeah. They had a screen door on their submarine, all mm-hmm. sorts of things. <laughs> and I asked him. And, and us being half Polish, mm-hmm. we growing up, we were only allowed to tell the joke, mm-hmm. but we couldn't say the punchline. You had oh, to be full Polish. Just like the Sicilian. Oh, so it made us even look dumber. Yeah. So we tell the joke. Yeah. Like, Duh, I don't know. <laughs> So uh, I totally forgot why I brought this up. Uh, oh, uh, Polak telling jokes. Oh, oh Franz. Oh, Franz, yeah. So my roommate Franz uh, was from the Netherlands, and I loved hearing about like, okay, so in, in Europe, in the Netherlands, do they tell Polish jokes? And he was like, no. 
And I was like, so who are you? Who's your go-to dumb people? Yeah. Like, who do you? And he's like, oh, the Belgians. Like, the, Bel- uh, like the Belgians what? are there. They tell Belgian jokes about them oh, not knowing so how to have a cook ice. And do stuff. you think they're the same jokes? Just the Belgian juxtapo- juxtaposed in the... Probably the a people. lot of them, as long as it doesn't have to do with any kind of wordplay, because that, yeah, that wouldn't true. work. But I think screen door for ice. Screen door for ice. <laughs> <I'm> a submarine. <laughs> Trying to make the ice with a screen door and... <laughs> They get them all jumbled up. That's fine. Yeah, so well, they have all sorts of different like uh, stereotypes that we would never think of. Yeah, that, you know, that, because it's that a different are, place, regionalisms. So. Do you know yeah. who the Canadians joke about? Who do the Canadians joke about? The Newfoundlanders. Oh, they are the they are the Polish, right? The Polish. I don't know. It's one of those SAT analogies. Yeah. The well, Polish that seems more like an intra intranational thing. Oh, I see what you're saying. That would be more yeah. like us making fun of like uh, like hillbillies or yeah. something. You know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to as opposed to another nation entirely. Yeah, and we have n- nothing but respect for hillbillies. We love the people of Newfoundland. We lo- Wait, what do you mean? I was talking about the Belgians. I love the people of Newfoundland. <laughs> I don't want to speak for you. <laughs> That's right. You're half Polish. I'm the other half Polish. Yeah, <laughs> together we make one. Together we, we are, are Polish. Polish. Um, so he threatens. Uh, Walt is pissed off. Get out of here! He's railing against him. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of uh, information in the book that mm. I'm privy to that is not in the movie. You this know is why? Extra, then this is well. This doesn't contradict the movie. It doesn't contradict the movie. No, it's but additional information. It's additional information. But do you know that that? Technically makes the the book. This is true. The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. On page fifty six, Puzo writes, "I don't care how many Guinea Mafia goombas come out of the woodwork." He leaned back. A word of advice to you, my friend. Oh no! A word of advice to you, my friend. J. Edgar Hoover. <gasps> I assume you heard of him. Walt smiled sardonically. Yeah. He's a personal friend of mine. <laughs> if I let him know I'm being pressured, you guys will never know what hit you. Whoa. Wow. He's he's dropping some serious nameage. And uh, Hagen already knew this, by the way, because when... He was afraid. Well, in the dossier. That, that exactly. Johnny Don Carleone and, yeah. and Johnny Fontaine had already told him. So he was expecting it. So can I, uh, can I say a technical thing about the sure. show? Uh-huh. Production note? Yeah. Uh, maybe starting this episode, whenever you're quoting... The mm-hmm. book, you should mm-hmm. put like a like a filter on it so it sounds oh. like it's like you know it's from a different. It's not us saying it; it's from the book. You well, know I, what I, mean? I was originally going to put accordion mu- music in the background, yeah. but I don't think it's always fitting for the line I'm delivering. Yeah. And plus, I didn't find any um, good accordion, accordion music. music. Yeah, but and I don't know any accordion players. That's not about it. So put, put some like kind a, of like filter. A, you know, hey, my goodie friend. You know, like a, like a, make it sound like an <laughs> like the 1930s. Yeah, goodbye friend. Yeah, everyone sung back. The sung all their dialogue back then. <laughs> I admire your pictures very much. <laughs> uh, so he drops J. Edgar Hoover's name. He mm-hmm. actually added the yeah in there. He didn't say, yeah, he's a personal friend of mine. He said, he's a personal friend of mine. Mm. I had to add the yeah. yeah it's it's good. just it's classic. Good. I like the way. So uh-huh. your version is different than the book. It is. Oh, no. I'll just read. I'll just overdub that line. The book is different than the... Oh, we already have that one. So uh, this, this is the scene where Tom says he only has one client. Mm-hmm. And is this the first time he's, that we know this, that he's the only client for the Don? I think so. I guess you kind of have to. You, you sort of assume it. Well, what, else most, would Don, what else would Tom be doing? Well, like most, Contracting law or... My understanding is that most mobster, most people in the mob... 
higher the hierarchy, the structure, all throughout the levels of the structure have all kinds of side businesses to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they're not always sharing with people they have to pay in the on the next in the next level up. So I'm wondering if Tom does that. He's probably already making so much. Puzo wrote in the book that when he officially became consigliere just before this scene, mm-hmm. uh, Tom knew that he would be, quote, a rich man, hmm. uh, not to mention the power he would have. Right. Yeah. So he's probably not doing any other business. He, he's got to stay pretty focused. Also, Tom must have been pissed then. What do you mean? When, uh, when, uh, when Michael takes over and he kind of shunts him to the side. Oh, yeah. He, he yeah. kind of only has a very brief window of being the the mm-hmm. the concierge. That's the way it, then it goes. Turns, then it turns into a war, and mm-hmm. he's not a wartime concierge. Yeah. So yeah, he's probably already loaded by then. But, but it's I not- mean, from his personal pride point of view, being yeah. like, you know, oh, people are really going to fear the name of Tom Hagen because he's, he's the assistant <laughs> concierge, <of, laughs> yeah, <laughs> the notary with an attitude. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, I guess power isn't. Uh, power, power isn't everything. It's the only thing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Speaking of which, before I forget, mm-hmm. I have a surprise for you. Another surprise? I Last have, week you debuted a new song. I, I'm just the surprise guy. I'm Andy Robinson, the surprise guy. The surprise guy. So I'm wondering if I should save it for the bonus content. Hmm. Actually, let me show it to you now, and then you can talk about whether you want to open it now. Or later, or don't open it yet. You want to open it now and, oh, let's and open talk it. to the let's, listeners. Let's about open what, it during the bonus content. Okay, we'll talk to the listeners. Okay, Tease so them about what I just I'm holding you. in my hand a. Um, you can hear it. It's a uh, something wrapped in what appears to be a Whole Foods shopping bag. Are we playing the game show Password? <laughs> well, Password would be like that- Godfather. Minute. Ding. See, like right, that. That's Password. <laughs> um, no, so this is a. It's about. I'd say maybe. Four inches by eight <laughs> inches by an inch thick. It's wrapped in a paper bag. Repulsed. Taped. It is taped, but I meant to wrap it in an official gift bag. Okay. But it, it is a gift to you, from me to you. Is this a Sicilian message you're trying to send me? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what it is. I guess we'll open it during the bonus content. Okay, I'll give you a hint. It is a set of Sicilian knives. <gasps> no. Yeah. So, yeah, let's open it during the bonus content. Yeah. So if you want to hear that, everyone, uh, godfatherminute.com slash support. Mm-hmm. Go do that. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun, yeah. you say. I mean, the gift. The gift. The bonus content, too. Yeah. Hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, he admires his, Tom taking it all in stride. Mm-hmm. Admires his pictures very much. I always thought that was an odd way of phrasing it. Yeah. Like, I, I, you could think of a person as being admirable, but I don't think of like a move. Oh, that was a very admirable movie. Like I think yeah. of admirable, like I admire admire means something like that person has a quality that I hmm. I admire that your I, pictures very much. I wonder if that's changed with the times. Maybe, yeah, maybe. yeah. Because I admire you, yeah. for making wonderful pictures. Yeah, or is Tom doing like a faux pas? Like Walt is like, oh, you're like I, I said, he admires my pictures. Yeah. You can understand admiring me because I make the pictures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I ain't no author. <laughs> Or no, you say I am an author. I know <laughs> that's that. true. Yeah. <laughs> Walt is um, a man of many surprises. So I like that he admires. Does he really admire his pictures very much? He does. So do you think he like, actually does? And in the go in ahead. the book, in the book they say that the book. There's a whole. Um, I'm going to save some of this for a future minute, but okay. I'll, I'll tease y'all with this. He he is a fan of of movies and the film business. 
Mm. Yes, there are parts of the book that you don't see in the movie, extended parts and chapters in the book that have to do with Hollywood and Tom's relationship to Hollywood. Hmm. Which don't happen until after the scene. I'm pretty much giving it all away. <laughs> More or less, Tom makes headways into the Hollywood business oh. after the scene. Sort of inspired by his interactions with Waltz. He's like, how hard could it be? Kind of. idiot could do yeah. it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'll just stay tuned yeah, for that. Exactly, yeah. Um, but he's a I'm, fan. He's a fan of movies. But I'm imagining like when he's like, where am I going to... When am I going to Hollywood? And then he's like, oh, you're going to go talk to this Hollywood big shot. And then he's like, I can meet Jack Waltz. I admire his picture so much. And then like, he's all like, goes over and tells his wife he's so excited. And should I ask him for his autograph? No, no, that would be, that'd be weird. I don't want to make it weird. Yeah. So uh, stuff like that. I thought Tom was getting excited because he thought that Don was going to make him the star in the picture. Because <laughs> he didn't think Jenko was dead at that point. He's like, I have no, sh- I have no shot at getting, getting into the consigliere no business. No chance. <laughs> But maybe I can get into the Hollywood. He bit. leaves a headshot with uh, with, <laughs> yeah. with Jack Waltz. Um, Speaking of Jack Waltz, mm-hmm. the book t- Puto writes a lot in the book about the background of the character Jack Waltz that mm-hmm. you don't learn about in the movie. Now, don't forget, put on that filter when so we know you're that. reading from the book. Should I do it digitally or should I do it my my hand now? Uh, do it that way. Read, us, read us a long paragraph with <laughs> that in that style. Jack Waltz was a tall, powerfully built man with a heavy pot. No, that sounds terrible. <laughs> um, here's some background about Jack Waltz. Mm-hmm. Jack Waltz was a tall, powerfully built man with a heavy paunch, almost concealed by his perfectly tailored suit. Hmm. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause to get your reactions. Do you feel that that's an accurate description of him so far? This doesn't seem like they kept that in mind when casting the no. actor. I wouldn't think of him. The first thing I wouldn't think of him as a big guy with a paunch. Yeah. Tall and powerful. No, if anything, he seems kind of small and wiry to me. Yeah. Yeah. At, uh, Hagen knew his history. At 10 years of age, Waltz had hustled empty beer kegs and push carts on the east side. So he's from New York. At 20, he helped his father sweat garment workers. He helped the Don? No, no. Oh, his own father. He helped his own father sweat garment workers. You can see him there like, and I'll tell you something, you (laughs) Filipino. Oh, that's where he learned all his his racial uh, epithets. Uh, At 30, he had left New York and moved west, invested at the Nickelodeon and pioneered motion pictures. I like to go rewinding to the racial epithets Uh thing. Like whenever like a new nationality would come in, like a a Laplander or something, he'd go up and go, let me ask you a question. What, what would I say to a Laplander that would really get him pissed off? That would really be offended by him? the guy? Be like, oh, you would call us a uh, you know goat rider, and he's like, all right, thanks, thanks. I get back to work and him goat rider to that same guy. He yeah, says, yeah. I think if we're going to turn this into a backdoor pilot, it has to be the the international adventures of a young Jack Waltz. He travels to different countries to learn those turn that, wow. that terminology, just so he can use it in his father's shop. Like, oh wow! So he uh, like a, specifically for that, uh, and like then a, later uh, in the movie business, he goes yeah. on an international tour <laughs> to become more more worldly about what to call people. <laughs> That's so funny. I think if he were in a backdoor pilot or, mm-hmm. or sitcom, every episode where the studio audience would scream out, he'd have to be like, "Yeah, I ain't no fill in the blank with whatever the, the racial epithet was, <laughs> or not the racial epithet. Oh, it yeah. couldn't be the racial epithet. <laughs> I meant like, yeah, I ain't no jukebox repairman, because the jukebox <laughs> broke down that episode. That's funny they picked jukeboxes, because jukeboxes probably put a lot of band leaders out of work. Oh, <laughs> it all connects. 
Uh, so he had it, helped his father sweat garment workers. I love like, that. That's a cool image, sweating garment workers. Because garment workers are already sweating, yeah. right? Oh, well, that's, if you think about it, like, do you really want your garments made in some place where everyone's all sweaty? And then when they, uh, when they get to you, they're all like, ugh, so I don't want some, uh, true, yeah. some, some goat rider was making a little sweat all over this. Well, I think they're all sweaty because Jack Waltz gets so worked up when oh, he's chewing everyone yeah. out. He's the one sweating all over the product. He puts the big, like, studio lights on them. So be like, <laughs> This is all yeah. training for being a Hollywood producer. Right. Limelight gets hot. Uh, let's see. At 30, he had left New York and moved west, invested in the Nickelodeon, hmm. and pioneered motion pictures. Where Those were those standalone movie machines, Yeah, right? like uh, you, Silent can't, you can't do that on television. and uh, <laughs> Can't do one on television. <laughs> oh, there's the wrong Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh. at, at 48, he had been... Oh, by the way, before I continue... Take a guess how old Tom Hagen is in this scene. If we finally have an age reference. Tom Hagen. Mm -hmm. No, he's probably about the same age as Sonny, more or less, because they met when yeah. they were both kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to guess he's 37. That is a great guess. He's 35. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. It's you got to hand guess. it to me. You I mean, got to give it to me. If you have been named the consigliere of the strongest crime boss in the United States, arguably, mm -hmm. at 37 or 35, you're doing pretty well. Well, don't forget, though, people lived, they didn't live as long oh, back then. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like the average lifespan was like 44. Yeah, mm -hmm. boy. Yeah. So, but good for Tommy. I man. think he's semi retired at this point. <laughs> Back to Walt. At 48, he had been the most powerful movie magnate, magnet, 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 magnet in Hollywood. Still rough-spoken, rapaciously amorous, a raging wolf, Walt's wolf, ravaging helpless flocks of young starlets. <laughs> now we're talking. At 50, he transformed himself. He took speech Into lessons. A giant lion. <laughs> he took speech lessons. You would. That's kind of a mystery. Dancing lessons. Acting <laughs> lessons. <laughs> you wouldn't know the speech lessons. Maybe that's where you learned. So you know, I was the best piece of ass he ever had. <laughs> I was the best piece of ass I ever had. <laughs> it was really fucked I mean, up. If he took speech lessons, I wonder how he sounded before. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe he was all like upper class and he's like, I, if I'm going to work in a sweatshop, uh, I can't be in here with my, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> whom, to whom are you speaking? So he needed to like, you know, like toughen it up. Oh, and his voice was all, to whom are you speaking? Yeah. I say, oh, chap. <laughs> Would you please hurry up with that address? <laughs> we must export the shipment in less than 10 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that was uh, at 50. He transformed himself. He took speech lessons, learned how to dress from an English valet mm. and how to behave socially from an English butler. So he had to hire a butler and a valet, two separate guys. <laughs> yeah. And let's just denote like that. The, the, the butler couldn't have told him or the valet couldn't have told him. The valet's like, sir, I do not know anything about proper speech. <laughs> I'm strictly a... Those, those are union guys. They're not going to go yeah, beyond what their contract yeah. says. Having a, that's where he learned his <laughs> hatred of unions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's actually what the, the, yeah. the, the uh, Tom's offer was. We yeah. can make the, the butler and valet unions not go on strike. Oh, that's, that's why Wolves got so pissed off. Yeah. He's been dealing with this for decades. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, this is a regular English valet. This is not an English corpse valet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> When Waltz's first wife died, he married a world-famous and beautiful actress who didn't like acting, who, who didn't like acting. Mm -hmm. Now, at the age of 60, he collected old master paintings, 
was a member of the President's Advisory Committee and had set up a multi-million dollar foundation in his name to promote art in motion pictures. Oh. Art in motion pictures. His daughter had married an English lord, his son an Italian princess. This guy's got a real, uh, really got a thing for British, uh, he yeah. really wants in, he yeah. wants in the upper crust society. Finally, his latest passion, as reported dutifully by every movie columnist in America, was his, was his own racing stables on which he had spent $10 mm. million dollars in the past year. And Alex, I think I'll stop reading there. Mm, that was when he was reading the dossier and he was like, that's their, that's, that's it. all in. Yeah. Luca, come here. You don't like horses, right? Luca, can you, can you ride the ponies? I need you to ride a pony out to Hollywood. Lucas still practicing his, his practicing his speech. Lucas, he already <laughs> gave me the speech. <laughs> What's the matter? What's ridiculous? <laughs> Something else that's in the book, a little mm-hmm. bit different, mm-hmm. is that Hagen, in his offer that Waltz can't refuse, Hagen offers to fund the picture. Hmm, to yeah, go fund him? To go fund him. And Waltz at this offer he sort of perks up and changes his tone hmm. and walt says you know this is a like a million dollar picture um and hagen you know discreetly yeah. or or in mixed like, words oh, in that case we'll finance 12 of them <laughs> yeah well, and hagen says well, there, there are many people that are um well i forgot the words he was like committed to the don's judgment yeah um so but oh. still waltz doesn't go for it because mm. he hates that johnny the complainer He's not, the picture's going to make him a star. Yeah, no chance. No chance. Uh, so Tom leaves, and we get the return mm. of the delightful Hollywood theme. Yeah, before, <laughs> yeah I love that theme. Before he leaves, yes. Tom walks out, and what does Walt say to his... Uh, oh, look. Uh, what does he say? Look check, into him? Check him out. <laughs> check him out. Yeah. Always wanted to be able to say that. Yeah. Have... have be powerful enough to have someone on hand who will look into someone else for oh, you. That would be so great, wouldn't it? That would be awesome. The problem is to get that, you have to really bust your ass to get to that stage. Yeah. Like, and mm-hmm. the whole point is I don't want to have to bust my ass. I want people <laughs> to do it. So it's like a, it's a piece yeah. of paradox. So, yeah, it would be great to have someone doing your every whim. Yeah. Um, so he leaves. Tom leaves. and have you, ever, have you ever looked into someone? Beyond just like you know googling looking, their name, that yeah, kind of like thing. besides like Snapchatting their friends and finding out their interests. <laughs> and besides that, that, besides staying outside someone's house and waiting for them to come home, and um, are you counting? Or do you count when I was like video recording people and they didn't know it? Uh, I don't. Know. Depends. Do you count that? Because if you don't count it, then I wouldn't count it. I wouldn't. Count if you that. didn't think of it as this counts towards checking someone, no, out. no, no, no. Okay. I wouldn't count that. So you've never have. I don't think I've checked anyone out. Okay, or had anyone check someone out for me? Have you? Uh, I've checked out a number of people over the years. Really? Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, as you know, I moved here to Portland uh-huh. uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, before I came, I had some of the people that I'd be interacting with checked out. So you sent, what you're saying is you sent an advanced team mm-hmm. like the Don did with Carlo. That is totally, Carlo that's totally what I'm saying. Yeah. So who did you have check out, checked out? I, it's, that's not your concern. The people that you interact with regularly? Don't ask me about my business, Andy. <laughs> Who did you have checked out? I'll let you ask me about my business one time. Do you really want to waste it on this? Or do you want to save it for another occasion? I'm gonna, you know what? Unlike Kay, I'm going to save it. Okay. I feel like this is Good. a low-level piece of information. You have one card. It's like <laughs> a get-out-of-jail-free, ask-me-about-my-business <laughs> card. <Yeah. laughs> we should make those up and... Uh, 
give them. Totally. I'll yeah. give them to you. We each have yeah. one card to play. <laughs> if we ever have a uh, Godfather Minute like listener event, we'll give out cards. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. What would be on the card? What would the, the picture, would there be an image or anything else? Uh, it would just be an image with no no text on it. Oh, it wouldn't even say yeah. this gives the owner one uh, the right to claim one piece of information one about someone one else's business. Yeah, you have to specify. Not someone else's business, specifically your business. My business. Oh, Alex Robinson's yeah. business. Yeah. Oh, how many of these are you going to have made? Just one. Just one. It's like it's one time offer. <laughs> okay. You can sell it to someone else. You can do whatever you want to do okay. with it. Just don't give it to the feds. <laughs> Uh, so then we cut to a beautiful Walt's mansion. Da, 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 Hagen in Hollywood. Gonna make pictures there. He really likes. He's a fan and admires Walt's pictures. Check him out. He knows Walt really <laughs> likes horses. And that's his angle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me pause and, and ask you this. Do you think our listeners know Are that? Are still listening? No. <laughs> Do you think they know that probably 99% of the stuff we talk about is completely off the cuff? Like that, those lyrics. <laughs> I, I hope they know that. Okay. I, well, I hope they also appreciate that we've never seen the movie up until <laughs> this right before we record. We were like, watch it, and then we just jump right yeah. in. That's why some of these jokes bomb. I guess yeah. I'm making some excuses. Yeah. Uh, Walt's Mansion. Walt's Mansion. It's beautiful. It is. Um, that's a real place hmm. uh, in Beverly Hills. It's the estate of none other than Citizen Kane himself, William Randolph Hearst. Oh wow! Lived in that. I thought you were going to say Orson Welles. No. no. Wow. Just just did, did William. he live there at the time? No, no, he was deceased by this. Oh, okay. He had well, I mean, in 1946 or in 1972. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He had to have been deceased by 1972. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, That's a beautiful home. It is. Uh, the The interiors mm-hmm. were not shot there. They were shot at a um, uh, the Guggenheim Estate in Long oh. Island. So if you're if you're watching the, the, the if you look at the exterior and you're mm-hmm. trying to map it out based on that, it's mm-hmm. not going to match up. Mm-hmm. But like the uh, like the shining. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that doesn't match up. The inside yeah. does not match up. Do you know where the exterior shots of The Shining were filmed, Alex? Where were they filmed, Andy? Just about an hour and a half from here on top of beautiful Mount Hood in Oregon and, and the Timberline Lodge, the historic Timberline Lodge. I wish my advanced team had told me that uh-huh. before I moved here. Well, didn't you have that, Didn't you have the Timberline Lodge checked out? It wasn't. I didn't know it was here. They're very specific. They only check out the uh, specific things. Mm. They don't go beyond their mandates. So, uh and also in an episode of Charlie's Angels, the same uh, house was used. So uh, exterior, uh, yeah, the mm. same exterior. Is that where Charlie lived? He was the brains behind the operation, right? Uh, he he was the brains behind the behind the operation, but I don't think it's where he lived because if it was only in one episode, oh, I assume okay. we would have seen Charlie's yeah. house more frequently. Oh, you never one. see Charlie. That isn't that the whole point? Yes. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, yeah. Boz was their manager. Bosley. Bosley. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The role of Bosley was originally offered to Mr. Cunningham, Tom Bosley. Oh, funny. That's why the character is named Bosley. Because, Get out of here. Yeah, and they got a guy. To, oh, uh, man. Doyle, I think it's something. Doyle? <laughs> Char- uh, in, in the audition. I, I already didn't get the Bosley. part because he kept going, hey. <laughs> Wait. Mr. Cunningham was yeah, doing that? Oh, he had learned it, that from oh, the Fonzie. He's like, wow, yeah. that move. The kids love great. Fonz. I'll do a Fonzie <laughs> impression. <laughs> 
Uh, well, Fonzie would have been. Let's see, how old Fonzie would have been by this point? In seventy two? No, no, in nineteen forty six. Oh. You mean the character of the Fonz? Yeah, the character of Fonz. Oh, he would have been just a kid. Well, keep in mind the the Happy Days takes place in the fifties. In the fifties, so yeah, and he's probably be... like twenty five. In the you think he's only twenty five? The Fonz. I mean, he, he looks older than that, but I think if you probably he look, one he, of those old his character faces. Yeah, he probably his character's probably younger. That totally changes because they're I all in high the... school, aren't they? Yeah, you're right. So he's just a little bit old. If he's older than 25, it's getting creepy. Yeah. He's hanging out with all those. He lives above someone's garage. Like 50 yeah. year old guy no. living above his high school friend's garage. It makes a big difference when <laughs> someone's 20 and they're going, hey, and when someone's 55 and they're going, hey. It's true. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. I so guess because when you're a kid, when I was a kid and I watched it, you just think he's older. But then as I got old, just like, there's no way I can be as old as the Fonz. And now I'm older <laughs> than the Fonz. Let that happen. <laughs> Not Henry Winkler, obviously. Yeah, you know. older than the Fonz. Anyway, so it is a beautiful mansion, and yeah. now Walt is one minute he's railing Tom Hagen, and the next he's walking him through the house. And he's got his a drink team. for invited him. Invited him over mm-hmm. to his home. Yeah, to his house where, <laughs> where his horses eat <laughs> and play with their hay. Uh, well, that's all I have for minute thirty. Yeah, that's where the minute else? ends. No. I do feel like we need to do our cannoli countdown. We also have to rate the minute, too. That's true. We'll do that right after the cannoli countdown. Countdown. Paul betrayed me. He got a cold and then didn't show up to work. I thought Paulie was a good kid, but it turned out he was the stupid jerk. I'm talking about a countdown. Guns and cannoli. Send a clear message or else you might lose your life. And whatever you do, take that cannoli. Don't upset Clemenza's wife. You're working on a So how many minutes left, Alex? Uh, well, if there were 30 last time, that means there must be 29 minutes until the cannoli countdown. No, no. Anyway, you know what we mean. We got it. You got it. So let's rate this episode. What do you think? Well, uh, prob- this, is, this is tricky. Hmm. I think this is a tough one to rate. Do you want to go first? No, no. After you. I'm going to now because there's a lot of clever racial epithets in it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it one star. Oh, is it now? That's a 2018 rating. Yeah. But what about a 1973 rating? Oh, 1973. I would have given this like probably four stars. I'm going to give it. Waltz is a great character. It shows yeah. Tom's character that he's a, I admires his picture very much. Mm-hmm. It shows that he's a cultured man. Yeah. You get some of the Hollywood theme in there. Yeah. But now, it has listen- racial epithets, so one star. Now, are you saying that to be politically correct? No. You truly believe that it is not well written, poorly acted, not memorable? I think it is well acted and well written and very memorable, but I just can't get over that racial epithet. I'm going with four stars. Four stars? Now, why are you such a racist? I'm going with the 1970s. When did that become your thing? Listen, you drug dealing (laughs) Polak for a brother of mine. (laughs) 
Um, Four stars. I just think it's a great mm, minute. I think Walt wow. is such an he's awesome a, he's a great character. character. He's just yeah. and this is this and one of the upcoming minutes where he explodes again. Yeah, or where you see his character. He is never as good best. as when he's exploding. Yeah. That's like his his <laughs> best. Uh, you know, his best line. Yeah. His best times. It's almost shocking in, at the end of this minute where he's like, oh, "Tom's a beautiful play." Where he speaks, he's speaking normally. <laughs> yeah, it's like, did he know they were filming? Or was he? <laughs> so. Well, all right then. So yeah, this this the minute ends with uh, Tom getting a tour of the grounds mm-hmm. with uh, Walt as yeah. the sun is, uh, I guess, it's late afternoon. Beautiful LA afternoon. Hmm. So, um, Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse Nightclub. That's where you can reach out to us and on Facebook, converse, comment, ask questions. Mm-hmm. You can also email us at godfatherminute at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can email questions, comments, or you can record your voice saying, Zaza. That's right. Still waiting for those Zazas. I almost said, that's right. Like, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So send them to us. We'll drop them in the episodes. Are Are we going to be allowed to use people's names? Uh, well, maybe when you email, you can say whether you want your name read or whether you just want to use a fake name or a, or a pseudonym or a nom de plume. Yeah, please put please put a statement in there saying I give you all permission yeah. to put this in our podcast. Because if you don't, we will say your name, your telephone number, your address, any yeah. information we have about mm-hmm. you. We had you checked out. Yeah, <laughs> check them out. Um, I have one other one other point. Final point in Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse Nightclub. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Lisa Jankowski. What? Who wrote about our joking around about. Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse nightclub. You know, we keep joking about like it's where you no joke, where you do the stepping over, where he yeah. hires a guy to look like Sonny. Even you get respect. Yeah. So we, you and I, Alex, have been joking where you, it's a place where you do the stepping over. Yeah. Right. But Lisa changed it and made it more inclusive. She said where nobody gets passed over or nobody gets passed over here. Hmm. It's a little different. Nobody, nobody gets passed. Nobody over. gets passed over here. Oh yeah, so she, it's a bit more inclusive. Yeah. Oh, I like that. It's I like a more it. positive way of framing it rather than saying, "Oh, you get to step over people." Yeah. It's a, it's more of a communal. Yeah, I like that. I'm not sure if Fredo would have gone for that because he's really burning with anger over this. But yeah. maybe, uh, maybe Fredo, if he had lived it 20 years later, he would have accepted it and finally have come to terms with it and so you know what we all need to get together and get along yeah come on people <laughs> smile on your brother <laughs> so anyway um this wraps up godfather minute 30 and so in 29 minutes from now you can leave the gun take the cannoli to godfather minute the podcast